Hello and welcome to Fixing the Optical Problem, where we're trying to not contribute to the optical problem. I'm Zach Kastner, ABOAC, owner of Shorewood Opticians in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and your resident sloptician. Joined as ever by Matthew Smith, otherwise known as That Glasses Guy, and owner of That Glasses Guy Optique. Matt, how are you doing today? It's been a little while since we've uh, hopped on and made stuff up. I'm doing so much better because now I get to talk with you and deal with your silliness while we jabber about whatever we're talking about today because we are definitely having some fun with it. Uh, you want to tell us what, what is today? on the menu for today? Oh, well, I thought we were just making it up. I, hey, that's what we do most of the time. But ain't that the truth? We at ain't least that the truth? Fine tune it a little bit. Let's talk about some lenses. God, we've been busting everybody's head with the lenses for the last few weeks. So we're going to dial it back and step into another side of the spectrum this week. I've got a few frames here handy with some different hinge designs in them. And we know everybody loves to talk about the fit of frames, but if you don't talk about the hinge that is holding everything together, the fit of the frame doesn't really matter. So we're going to have some fun and play with Hinges. Well, I'm going to play with hinges. Zach's going to talk about some hinges, and we're going to see where we go. <laughs> I'm going to make stuff up about hinges. Oh, dear. Hinges are kind of a... It's a very interesting topic, especially as an optician, right? I can't tell you the amount of people who have walked into my shop with a, quote-unquote, broken pair of glasses, unsalvageable, blah, 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 and the screw fell out, or the... They can't get the spring hinge to you know to fit back together because you got to pry it open a little bit, or the hidden hinge popped out and just needs to be resank. A lot of these things are fixable, and if you are Tiffany, shameless plug at Northwest Frame Repair, she has not paid me, she's done nothing, just popped into my head. Um, she can even replace spring hinges. So if you want to take care of your clients, or you are someone who has a spring hinge and you need it fixed, send it to her. She's a wizard. Anyways. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, yeah, we're talking about hinges and all of the fun that comes along with those. Matt doesn't well like when done, I go off on Zach. tangents. Just... Matt doesn't like when I go off on tangents. She has not even given us any marketing money. But now that I've done this, I'm going to ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> Retroactively, hey, Tiffany, if you're listening in, oh we would like a small donation in your name because Zachary said that you just are the best with the hinges. So, yeah, it's this is a personal gripe of mine is the spring hinges are notoriously overused and abused. And I see it with flex frames, too, but we're not talking about flex frames. We're talking specifically about the hinges. I am a big fan of kind of the classic German or Italian five barrel hinges. There's a few different manufacturers out there, a few different ways to get them. But effectively, what we were talking about is a system that is in some way mounted to the temple and the front. And you have a total of five little leaf type connection points the screw runs down through those bolts in from the bottom i see these ruined with self-tapping screws all the time too so there's that fun side of it but like zach was saying a lot of the times the failures on these things aren't even actual failures the screw fell out it fell apart i have occasionally seen a leaf break on a five barrel it's incredibly unusual but it does happen the spring hinges these are the ones Generally, you see really cheap frames have a really cheap spring hinge. And, you know, we're talking probably the sub $100 category. There's obviously there's some three, $400 out there with the most cheap spring hinge system known to man on them. We've seen them. But in general, what happens with these spring hinges? And if you're listening to this on audio, I will try my best to describe it. Hopefully you're familiar with what a spring hinge is, though. 
But we've got here one that's kind of a basic spring hinge on a pair of sunglasses. Not even going to get into that part of it. But essentially, when you pull on that temple, it does allow it to open up and release. And what happens is you have this little area that has a recessed spring inside of it for the part that connects to the temple. For the part that connects to the front there where the bolt actually goes through, which appears to be loose. No, my quality standards are weird. Uh, <laughs> weird or way too high? Well, the screw doesn't fit down in the barrel on this particular frame. It sits up over top of it, so you can see what the screw is. Interesting. <laughs> my brain's like, ah, the screw's not flush. It's loose. No, no, it's just the way it's made. But anyway, so what happens a lot of time on these, every time this flexes and opens, that spring has to flex and give. As metals age, they fatigue. As they fatigue, it's every single cycle of that opening and closing, not even counting temperature cycles. We're not even going to get into that, but just purely the opening and stretching of that spring over time causes these to fail. As Zachary and I were talking about this a little bit earlier is the problem of the fit where people will get these frames with the, damn it, uh, will get these frames. <laughs> For and, those who are uh, wondering, Matt is tilting his head <laughs> at a 45 degree angle because he put on a pair of polarized glasses and cannot see anymore. So Matt just doing Matt things. Yeah. Anyways, keep going so, on your tangent here. <laughs> huh. So what happens a lot of time, this one is not a great example. The fit is actually really good on this. Temple goes straight back, and that is not in a flex state. But a lot of times what I see is these spring hinges are abused and fail prematurely, even for the cheap, crappy ones, because the frame is fit in a way that those temples are in a constant state of flex, which means it is constantly, every breathe, every movement, it is flexing in and out to try and keep that in position. And of course, the negative there is it keeps the frame actually sliding off more than it does anything, but it does wear out significantly faster. These are often the glasses you'll see where it just fails in like six months, uh, sometimes less than that. But generally, it's going to be at that mark. Well, Matt, let's talk about for a second the difference between a, a cheap... Let's stay on spring hinges for a moment before we go to multi-barrel hinges, which... Spoiler, that's what we both prefer, as I went and looked through my collection of glasses and I have zero spring hinges that I own. Oops. Um, anyways, let's talk about the difference between a cheap spring hinge, an expensive spring hinge, and maybe a spring-like hinge, which I do have an example of. We both actually have an example of that. Oh, you wanted me to do that? Yeah, I do. Oh, I do. I want you well, to do that. You're the frame guru here, my friend. I'm just uh, here to, uh, to chit-chat. Frame guru, chit-chat, my God. So spring hinges in general, as I mentioned, there are a wide range of them. Mostly what you see out there are the more value-oriented spring hinges. That's just kind of the price point frames that have them. There are some truly high-end spring hinges. Uh, Leisure Society is a brand I know that uses a really nice spring hinge. The problem, they all are designed to fail because of the same reason I mentioned. Whether it's the really high-end one or the really cheap one, they're eventually going to fail. That's what springs do. They're meant to be serviced and replaced. But on that value end of the spectrum, the hinges aren't really built in a rebuildable way. So it's uh, like since Zach's already mentioned Tiffany here, what they do is they actually desolder, pull off the spring hinge capsule, I guess we're going to call it here. Box. 
yeah, housing the, the unit. box that holds the unit. Yes, the the <laughs> units that's in charge of the flexing. Um, and they'll weld a whole new one on there, put everything back together. So it's like you know, it's technically servicing a non-serviceable item. But and then if you, you got, have the the technical terminology for this. Leave a comment down below on what we should be calling this box housing unit, whatever. Or if you just disagree with us, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Anyways, keep going, Matt. I got to do the shameless plug. I'm going to go back and leave a comment and tell you what I think about that. There. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So on the higher end, again, generally designed to be serviceable where that spring itself can actually be replaced. Is it a user serviceable thing? No. Do most opticians know how to service it? Also no. So even on the end of where they're designed to be serviceable, it's really a flex to say that it's a serviceable spring hinge. It's still just a spring hinge, but they're a little bit more fluid. They're a little bit nicer. You can tell they're better materials overall. But then on the other end of the spectrum, in the spring type hinges, and Zachary and I both own a pair like this, as we I'm mentioned. also hold one up because we have slightly different styles of them. Yes. Yeah, it's not easy to, to get it to focus on this in a webcam. Yeah, what's going on there. Yeah. So, so give there's it some a few flag. different manufacturers. There's a lot of different ways to get there. Uh, Morel has one in stainless steel that's kind of like a little tension holder. Uh, then you've got the IC Berlins, the Ovos, and uh, Porsche Design has one as well. That one's more kind of... It's like that spine top hinge. If you've ever seen those, where it's just kind of that zigzag. Yeah, didn't um, TC Chartan do one in the berry frame as well? That's got like okay. possibly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of interesting. Morales actually, I I don't hate their spring hinge. Um, I have very few no. failures with those. Yeah, but there's on their good, high end it lines, is a serviceable one because you can actually replace the tension bar on theirs. Mm -hmm. They love to experiment with both Uga and Kuali hinges, though. Oh. It drives me insane. They've done really well the last more few years. Hinge failures with Uga than any other brand. Oh, no. To be fair, it comes from pushing the envelope. They Lamborghinis do. aren't exactly known for reliability, but you still <laughs> want one. <laughs> if any morale reps are listening to this, I do actually like your product still. Do not worry. But sometimes with your experimentation, you drive me insane. I like experimenting and pushing the envelope. We know you do that. But. <laughs> yeah, so the alternative there, of course, is exactly like we're talking about. You've got these hinges that basically amount to there's a tension bar, there's an area that's designed to flex. In the case of the one in my hand, that is using a different grade of titanium that's meant to flex there, with the rest of the temple being a different titanium again. And it's rigid, so it lets the flex happen at that flex point. In general, that's not going to fatigue very rapidly. In fact, I don't know. I've never had one that I've had to replace designed that way. Uh, I don't know either that the Ovo stainless or any of them. Any of them, honestly. I've seen one of the Morel ones break, and I know that one's serviceable because I actually had to replace the tension bar on that one. Uh, total user error, by the way, just to make sure everybody knows that. But I think the biggest takeaway from this whole discussion here is spring hinges have their faults, which I think we all know and we all can gather, but it's still important to fit the frame properly. Just because you can make a framework that's too small on someone and all of a sudden, you know, 
the frame will, as I'm going to open this up, it'll flex, right? So it can fit around someone's head. Doesn't mean that we should. That spring hinge is a nice for, uh, you know, when it gets real hot outside and, uh, you know, people swell up just a little bit just to keep them on nice and tight. That's nice. But besides that, let's make sure we're still fitting frames properly. Now, moving on from that, we have Matt and I's favorite type of hinges is uh, a five barrel. At least that's my favorite. I like a five barrel better than a three. I'll call it a five barrel for right now. <laughs> arguably a five barrel hinge apparently I arguably a five barrel yeah and these the great thing about five barrels is in general you see them on i don't want to say high-end frames but you do tend to see them more in that direction i know there's some cheap stuff out there that uses some really decent german five barrel hinges are really nicely made a little nylon insert so the screws don't back out Pretty decent stuff, but I mean, that's on the value end of the spectrum, realistically. Keep in mind, everyone, for Matt, cheap is like a $300 frame. <laughs> so it is what it talking, is, man. We're, we're still talking about very nice frames here. But anyway, I mean, I've seen them on frames that are marked uh, at, you know, 200 bucks, even I think a little bit cheaper than that, depending on what people's markups are. But you can get a decent hinge in a frame. We're still an affordable rate, depending on what type of office that you either go to or that you work at. But in general, and Matt, you could disagree with me or not, I feel like it provides a lot more stability to the frame mm. just in general and allows still for good adjustments to happen. You can still adjust panoscopic tilt, retroscopic, which we can talk about another time, but they're not that's ever needed. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find because I've got several here, but I want one that really shows off the uh i want to i want to flex i want to flex a little bit and yeah this is a good one so on this frame we've got a nice five barrel on this frame we've got a nice five barrel and they both are conversely really this good. is what a three barrel would look like i mean that's a thick three barrel it's decent it is but it is still a three barrel so people can see what the difference is what we're too. talking about it is a ray-ban <laughs> it's a wayfarer that I bought before I even worked in the optical industry. I've had this Wayfair for more than, oh my gosh, probably 10 or 11 years now, a little longer, 12 years. Whatever. Anyway. Shows how much I wear it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I have a Ray-Ban somewhere in a drawer. I don't wear it because every time I put it on, I have to adjust the damn thing. This guy here is what I really like about five barrel hinges. And I don't know, you know, if you're not watching this, it's going to be really hard to describe what we've got. But basically, this is a five barrel hinge that has its little mating surface sunk into the frame. This is a heat sunk five barrel hinge. And there's a little thing there to clean off. But what it amounts to is on these, they have a position to set the amount of panoscopic tilt on these frames. It is meant to be adjusted and bent at that front edge. Conversely to these guys, which are a beautiful five barrel hinge, riveted into the temple and riveted into the front, which is a video for a whole other day. But on this one, it's not built that way. You're basically fixed into the amount of panoscopic tilt you've got because you have these two very bold connection points that don't really leave a lot of leeway to adjust that temple. Now, of course, on a frame like this, if you were doing it, you'd have to adjust that miter anyway. So a whole other ball game there. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's a five barrel. 
spring hinges, they have their place, but you've got to fit them right. At the end of the day, so much of this comes down to fit anyway. Absolutely. And for those of you who listen to it on audio today, definitely go and check out the YouTube channel and just see what we're talking about because lots of good examples were given. Uh, this is kind of a quick one. We're just wanting to, to get a little information out there and make sure that you stay in contact with everyone. So you guys didn't think that we just fell off the face of the earth, which I mean, some of us did fall off the face of the earth. It's my fault, <laughs> by the way. If you know me personally, you know why. If not, well, I, I'm sure people will find out here pretty soon, but they'll find anyways. out and they'll go, oh, it's okay. Yes. Yeah. Good reason. Good reason. <laughs> Matt, any final thoughts that you want to leave our uh, our lovely viewers with? Yeah, don't buy spring hinges. <laughs> okay, that is quite a bold <laughs> statement. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think about Matt saying that. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't go that far considering I do sell spring hinges. I would not say it's a majority of my, my shop, but probably, I'd say probably 30% of the frames I carry have a spring hinge. But Matt and I have very different just very, shops in general, just how we run them and how we do things. <laughs> so it's kind of what makes it fun. Matt gets to, you know, act like he's better than me. And when I know the truth. <gasps> Anyways, thanks everyone for tuning in. Matt, we can find you, uh, we know, on your website at thatglassesguy.com. But I'm going to do another Chicago, show. I'm in here. Wisconsin. Yeah, 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 right. Exactly. You're going to find me throwing hands in Wisconsin. Um, We've got a or Matt has a Discord channel as well that you can join. I'll add a link in the description of the podcast and the YouTube channel. Go ahead, join up, and uh, you can get in contact with both of us there. I'm also there, um, although not very active, but I am there. You can reach out and let us know what you think about the videos or what you think about us in general. Be honest. Otherwise, me, you can find me also uh, either on that Discord channel or you can find me via LinkedIn, uh, Zcastner. Thanks again, everyone. Appreciate it. And thanks for tuning in to Fixing the Optical Problem.